baby, you are so wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 52, and we're going to be talking about how to support your spouse when you disagree, even if she is so incredibly wrong as you often are darling i really like how you're supporting me there thank you i feel very supported when you mock me okay well if you listen to the episode you'll probably find out how to do this better next time (laughs) (laughs) all right so you're probably thinking why would i want to support my spouse when Mm -hmm. he or she is wrong he is wrong yeah because you want to stay married that's why oh at least i'm presuming you do We'll see you at the end of the episode. Yeah. All right. Before we get there, though, we had this really kind review left for us at iTunes entitled Excellent Information and They've Got Heart. Maybe we should have been nice to each other before we read this. (laughs) From Clark DN, this podcast is a married couple from Canada who are Christian and Caleb has a Master of Arts in Marriage and Family Therapy and is a registered clinical counselor. So Caleb brings in the sound research and likes to geek out about it. (laughs) I'm sure he means that in a very complimentary way. Obviously. And Verlinda is the voice of common sense in real life experience. I'm sure that's a compliment, like a complimentary role as opposed to a contrasting role. <laughs> Anyways, they make a great team and their podcast doesn't shy away from talking about sex in an appropriate and tasteful way or religion. Very important parts to a marriage. I started listening and then talked my wife into listening together. The best part is how it bridges into open conversation with my wife about the things we know are important but need a kickstart to get into. Try it out. That's awesome. You know what I love about this is that they listen together. And then talk about it. Yes. They're serious about their marriage. Yeah. That is good stuff. That is. All right. Back to our topic, Verlinda. Mm-hmm. Oh, wrong one. I don't think I'm modeling how to do this very well, so no. I'm, I'm going to try doing it the right way now, okay? Yeah, I was going to say, people are going to want to listen to this. Yes. But I want to start with a vital point here, because this is a bit of a paradigm shift, but if you don't, and if you don't already know this, it is probably going to rock your world a little bit. When we talk about disagreeing, mm-hmm. like a couple disagrees, that's really about conflict. Okay. Okay. Now, if you had to draw a chart with conflict on the chart, you know, it starts at zero and then it goes up and to the right as conflict increases, right? Against but the what's mar- on the chart? You have conflict on the chart and... Okay. So I always had a hard time with charts. So you got conflict on the vertical bar. Is that the y-axis? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have marital satisfaction. On the x. Yeah. Okay. So it's conflict. No, it's not going to work up. either. No, put your marital satisfaction on the <laughs> My marital satisfaction is... It's very high all the time, I'm sure. fuzzy right now. <laughs> Anyways, here's the thing. As conflict goes up, you think that marital satisfaction goes down. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So less conflict, we naturally think, is more satisfaction. And more conflict means way less marital satisfaction. Okay, yeah. That, that, that's how we kind of think yeah. marriage goes, right? That's yeah. how we interpret life as a married couple. Mm-hmm. But we're focusing on that. We're focusing on the wrong thing. Because Ooh. if you actually focus on unconditional acceptance of your spouse, as in like understanding and openness towards them, as those things increase, marriage satisfaction increases. Okay. Okay, so just stay with me for a second here. Acceptance means that I accept you the way you are. Mm-hmm. And providing understanding means I understand your feelings. Mm-hmm. And being open means that I openly express what I feel. 
Okay. Okay. So this is from a study by Kramer in 2003. And here's the, here's the clincher on all this, right? This is where I'm going. When that acceptance, understanding, and openness, when those qualities are present and active, the conflict versus satisfaction chart is a wash. So in other words, if you have these positive qualities in your marriage, the quality of your marriage is no longer about the quantity of conflict that you have. It means it's irrelevant now. Well, that's a good thing for me because I would be an arguer or I like to think about it as a debater. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know there's some people that feel sorry for you being married to me, but I've never thought of this arguing. Quite a few. (laughs) I've never thought of this arguing as affecting our marriage. And now I know why. Like, it's not like because I debate a little bit. <laughs> well, I, yeah, nice try. <laughs> okay, come on. No, but it is, the point's there, right? It's not, you know, we get worried about how much we're fighting. But we shouldn't focus on that. We need to focus on the building into it. Yes, exactly. Brilliant. So that's just permission for me to argue. No, that's where I draw the line, actually. Anyways, nice try, honey. Mm-hmm. So it really underlines, though, the importance of focusing on the positive, which you already said. Good job saying that, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> and of affirming what you want more of, though, in our marriage. Right, because we want the positive. Yes, but the behaviors, I'm not just generically want positive, but affirming in your spouse those things that, that are good will prompt them subconsciously to deliver, bring more of that to the marriage. Am I making any sense? Yeah. So if I argue lots, it's your fault. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you're getting all sorts of warped conclusions on this. There's no research to back what you just said. Therefore, it is invalid. Okay. Now, let's. here's a Bible verse. The second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. And when I see that through this lens, to me, that looks like focusing on the positive. Okay. To love your neighbor as yourself because you're bringing into it as much good as you can. But we still yeah. need to acknowledge the fact that conflict does arise. And that's our topic today is that conflict does arise. And how do we support our spouse when we disagree? Yeah. And I think being good at resolving that conflict is a skill we can all learn. It's not yes. like you're good at it or yeah. you're terrible at fighting. Yeah. So even though we've kind of parked this conflict thing and said, you know what, if there's positives in there, the conflict becomes a wash. We still want to learn how to manage this and deal with it appropriately. So let's get right to that. All right. Three ways. Number one, lesson. I'm all ears. All ears? Okay. Number one, so the first part of listening as number one is listening without becoming defensive. Okay, I could use a little work on that. Uh huh. So non-defensive listening is a skill. I'll give you a definition from Gottman here. It helps partners to focus their attention on what the other person is saying and to attempt to really understand it. This skill reduces interruptions and the preoccupation with defending oneself and formulating retorts. So that's just listening instead of trying to come up with... The comeback. What you're going to say when you're done. So there's, hmm. there's these different parts to that. One is you're focusing on what the other person is saying. And usually we're focusing on what we're going to say next. Right. So this is a real gift you give your spouse, right? You're focusing on what the other person is saying. Then the second part is there's a genuine attempt to truly understand their position there. Rather than just argue back. Yeah, because I want to know how you could think this way mm-hmm. or how you got to where you're at about this, right? And then you're reducing interruptions, like your own interruptions in there. You're not interrupting them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're just letting them come out with it. And in this, I'm also putting aside the need to defend myself and draft up my comeback. Right. To okay. This, right. So it really shifts you from being oppositional to acceptance and to understanding. Remember, understanding is one of the virtues that we mentioned earlier. Okay. So to do this, it really requires self-restraint to engage in this non-defensive listening. And that virtue of self-restraint, that, as um, Gottman says again, it's pivotal to the ability to suppress one's self-defensiveness and attend carefully to one's 
partner's unhappiness with one's behavior. <laughs> I hate when people say one that much. What does that mean? Oh my. What it means is I need to restrain my impulse to dispute your perception and to justify myself mm-hmm. in this circumstance. It's really hard to do. It's a challenge, right? Yeah. But when you suppress your self-defensiveness and I attend to your unhappiness, I'm really giving you something. So that requires a lot of self-control, especially when it's an important disagreement and there's a lot of passion in there. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? think so. Okay. So what we want to do here with this listening piece is to really learn how to engage your spouse so that they continue speaking. And at the same time, there's this self-discipline that's happening, especially when you're saying something unpleasant about myself or about the relationship. Because you just want to get in there and Blast defend. them. Yeah. Or come back at them, right? And this, for Linda, it's an act of generosity because it's giving your spouse the gift of attention and interest. And it's saying, you know what? You have something worthwhile to say. So I'm going to grant you the floor without having to get in there with my own stuff. But I mean, a conflict takes both sides to resolve. It does. So I can't just sit there and make sure you talk and talk and talk. Like at some point, we need to discuss this to resolve it. Yeah, there is a response. But couples often, they never solve things because they're just acting and reacting. So they're just bouncing back and forth right on the surface. Okay. But when you stop and this true understanding happens, this is something we unpack in our Talk to Me 101 course. Mm -hmm. But when that true understanding happens is you're able to drill down into the meaning that's there. Okay. That's where this- And then respond- more appropriately rather than just yes. like defensive reactive. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. So number one skill, number one way to support your spouse when you disagree is to listen really, really well. Hmm. Yeah. Number two, validate. Mm. That ties in nicely to listening. Validation can be as minimal as what they call vocal listener back channels. <laughs> and that just means things like, mm-hmm, yeah, that type of thing. So grunting, acknowledging. Some noises. Yes. And when... You're listening to this interaction. It doesn't necessarily mean or look like the validating husband is in agreement with his wife, but he's just saying, okay, go on. I'm interested and I'm listening to your feelings. And just kind of sending that signal that I may have my own point of view in this issue, but I do want to hear you out. Okay. That's validating. Hmm. So again here, the research says that, you know, letting your spouse know that you understand him or her is one of the most powerful tools for healing your relationship. Because instead of kind of attacking or ignoring your partner's point of view, you try to see the problem from his or her perspective and show that you think that that viewpoint may actually have some validity. Mm-hmm. That would be powerful. If yeah. I actually think that you heard what I said yes. and my and it's valid. Rather than just trying to invalidate you with a retort. Yeah. Or come back. Why or, I'm wrong. That's or... stupid or some even a demeaning comment, right? Mm-hmm. So, and this, you know, the, the part to understand here, Verlinda, is it doesn't require that you agree with your spouse. But okay. it's, it's just saying that I understand your point of view and I acknowledge that it's legitimate. This is from a researcher called Flowers. Good name for a guy who's yeah. talking about marital <laughs> conflict. That's you want, what you want to do the next day. <laughs> flowers. So, you know, you might even provide support or empathy to your spouse, but definitely want to communicate that you understand the feelings. It makes sense to feel that way, given your spouse's vantage point. I can see why you think the way you do about this, Fernanda. Mm-hmm. That's what you're communicating. And it legitimizes your point of view, as we've said. And this, again, is generosity. It's giving something to your spouse. That when you have a viewpoint that's different than my own, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. I don't need to feel the same way as you or Mm -hmm. even agree with you. Mm -hmm. But I can still understand and accept your expressed feelings. So validation is really, it's just the generosity of giving your spouse a share in the claim to truth. Hmm. That's quotable, eh? Yeah, what does that mean? Like that your point of view is just as valid as mine, even though they're different. It's your truth. Yeah. 
It's your reality. Okay. Your perception is your reality. Mm-hmm. Whereas usually in conflict, I'm trying to prove the point that you're totally untrue. There's no basis in reality and your perception is invalid. Well, how likely is that to reconcile? Well, right. That's not going to go no. very well. So what it does for the marriage is rather than sitting, having a problem between you, you're working together on a problem. Mm-hmm. I've liked this. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Like instead of sitting across the table from each other with yeah. a problem between you, you can sit together beside each other looking. and both be looking at the problem from yes. the same yeah. viewpoint. Yeah, that's exactly. Such a great, a powerful image to... Yeah, we're together on this, fighting the problem. We're not yes. fighting each other. Yes, we both got our swords drawn, but we're not at each other. We're facing the dragon together. There you go. Arr. So the second skill to employ during disagreement is validation. Mm-hmm. But before we leave that, you know, let's not underestimate the challenge here, Valetta, because I find this hard to do. I know these skills. I teach these skills. I don't always manage to use these skills. Mm. Right. But it, it takes like this real mindfulness and commitment to choosing the right behavior over the right to be right. Yeah. At least that's what I find. All good. Number, All good. Number three. Third way that you can support your spouse when you disagree. Uh, Gottman and Schnarch are big on this. Two big names in the research industry. Gottman says from the, I should probably tell you what it is. Yeah. Self-soothe. Self-soothing. This is how you can support your spouse. Yeah, you can support yourself by calming yourself down. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. From the data gathered in our lab, we've seen how quickly discussions fall apart as soon as one spouse's heart rate begins to soar. Learning how to calm down helps prevent unproductive fighting or running away from the important discussions you may need to have. That's what Gottman says. Hmm. So we need to acknowledge that disagreements can be overwhelming to some of us. Yeah. Like the experience of it, right? And do you know what? To be honest here, as much as I like, you know, debates or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them, big disagreements, mm-hmm. they're still scary. They're unpleasant. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a little debate. So I am For kind sure. of being facetious here. And, you know, I actually start to shake on the inside during some confrontations. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Not so much in our marriage, but in other parts of life more so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I find I have to regulate my breathing. And then actually, and this is what we want to teach you to do when you're thinking about self-soothing, you're going to calm your breathing down and just get yourself breathing back down into your belly because you're often kind of gasping in the top half or third of your lungs, right? Relax your shoulders down. Relax your shoulders down. Open your body posture up. So try to uncross limbs. Use prayer. And just find ways to ground yourself in those moments. And we've mentioned before, even something as simple as rubbing your hands on the legs of your pants or just your thumbs and just really feeling the fabric can really kind of calm yourself down. Because, you know, in those moments when something very important is being discussed, I want to stay engaged. I want to stay present. And yeah. But because it's so important, the anxiety is going up, right? So you got to kind of manage this thing to bring yourself fully to this discussion. And this is, this mm-hmm. is really a key part to listening is to become aware of how I'm responding to what's being said and to manage my own response as I'm listening and attending to what's being said. I think sometimes we're not even aware of what's building inside of us. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden explode mm-hmm. and it's not pretty. No. And often you regret what you come out with too, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you just think, man, if I'd known that I was steaming up or I had that other thing going on back in there, I could have kind of calmed that down, headed that one off the pass and yeah. stayed more rational or Had a present meaningful. or calm or whatever. Yeah. So having that self-awareness is really powerful. And then managing the anxiety that's being created, not suppressing it, but comforting and self-soothing because that, that helps us to calm right down and to stay more engaged. I think it's interesting what you said. They're not suppressing it. Yeah. You can't beat anxiety by fighting it. No, just acknowledge and maybe try and think of why it's there. Yeah. Compassion is far more powerful to address yeah. anxiety than... Hmm. 
antagonism. Yeah. So when you're in this situation, you're listening, you're trying to work with your spouse on some issue of conflict, you want to support them. When you're engaged and when you are calm, you're in a much better place to support your spouse, even though you disagree, because you're not so lost in your own stuff. And that goes back to like the fully listening rather than going yeah. through your own stuff. And Yeah. So it's kind of these three things are all working together at once. These yeah. Just that when you want to support your spouse while you're disagreeing, and this is just a brilliant thing to do in your marriage, you want to listen, you want to validate, and you want to self-soothe. Those three things. Hmm, that's good. Alrighty. So thanks again for joining us for today's episode. Remember, you can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 52. We're here to help you build a thriving, passionate marriage. If it's helpful for you, please leave us a review on iTunes and let others know that way as well. When you do that, it bumps our rankings in search on iTunes. It encourages us, but it also exposes us to more people so we can help more marriages. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hey, everybody. This is episode number 52. Did that come in a little strong there? That was really loud. Oh, sorry. My dear. I was just excited about how wrong you were. <laughs> sure. But if you go by the commas that you have between the wrongs, you had the wrong tune. Oh. So, baby, you are so wrong. <laughs> I think you're wrong. No, check out where you have the commas. No, you're wrong because they're my commas. I can have my commas how I want my commas. Yeah, but you have to read your commas how do you as re- they're written. How do you read a comma? Oh, there's a slight pause. Wrong, wrong. Yeah. Wrong, wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. But I'm not sure where the four wrongs at the end go. Wrong, 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 wrong. That's because you're wrong. What? I'm not wrong. Yes, you are. Anyway, should we get started with telling people to support themselves? When their spouse is wrong.